God built an ark, right? And he told Noah to build an ark. And Noah took 120 years to be an ark for the Lord. And in our 120 years, Noah kept on preaching to the unrighteous. Listen to this. I want you to follow this closely. Since 2,000 years ago, people have been preaching. How many of you know that? Preachers have been preaching for 2,000 years. The end of the 2,000 years, any, any end of every 2,000, there is something significant that happens on earth. We don't know if it's going to be the rapture. But you have to be careful. The season is telling that the coming of the Lord is at hand. I want to say something political. I hear I read a lot of things about a lot of people calling names of somebody becoming the Antichrist. The Antichrist cannot appear until the false prophet comes into sin. I will explain it to you next week or the week after. Because some of the, if you read your Bible, the Bible will never lie to you. But you have to ask the Holy Spirit to show you how these things line up. There is a difference if you have a car and there's a difference when your car has a right alignment. Because when it has the right alignment, when you are driving, your steering does not shake. God does not want you to be shaken. That is why he said, let your heart not be troubled. That's why he said in John chapter 14. He said, if it was not so, I would not have promised in my father's house that I work. There are many mansions. I showed you now the Antichrist that he's the beast, he's the man of destruction, and he's the lawless one. Now, I want to say this to you so that I can build the state to tell you about this Mark 666. Why is it? And who is going to receive it? And why is you have tattoo taking today? Where tattoo taking came from? I'm going to share all that with you. Because I have to tie them up to the last day revelation of the church. Because that is why God is calling a people without spot or wrinkle. If you know the scripture, you will stay away from sin. Because the day you begin to linger into it, you are heading towards the road towards destruction. Bible says broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Only few are found therein. What the Bible is saying that you cannot follow the wall. The wall has been condemned. That's why some of the things, some of you, you talk about, I cannot look at you and say, do you understand what you are talking about? But God gives every one of us grace. May the grace of God be extended to you in your ignorance in Jesus' name. Say amen. Now, the Antichrist will be given power. The Antichrist will be given power. Now, I want to explain that in detail. The Antichrist will be one of the most astonished leaders that ever lived. Why? He will have so much power. And I'm going to show you the seven areas he's going to be very powerful in. I want you to write this because if you don't understand this, when I begin to talk about the mark of the beast, you will not understand. Number one, he will be, an, he will be intellectually sound. Daniel chapter 7 verse 20. The Antichrist will be intellectually sound. Daniel chapter 7 verse 20. When I call this, I will read and I will explain. Number two, the qualities of the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be well spoken. He will be a, a good orator. He can talk. He, he's a good pimp. He casts the pimp language in his mouth. He can pimp anybody. He is very, he's very slick with his tongue. He's a slick talker or a well-spoken person. Number three, 
of the qualities of the Antichrist, he will understand politics to the core. He will be a political genius. He has political understanding. Number four, the qualities of the Antichrist, the Antichrist will be very, he will understand commerce. That he will understand how to operate trade. He knows how to trade and get trade. He's a very good, he's a very good businessman. Number five, the Antichrist will be very, very powerful with the military force he will have. He has military genius. He's a good soldier man. Number six of the Antichrist, the Antichrist will be a very good administrator. He knows how to maneuver works, knows how to maneuver uh, information. He's a very strong uh, administrator, very good administrator. And number seven, he will be very, very, very religious. And we'll explain to you why. Write this down. The Antichrist will be a master of deception. The Antichrist will be a master of deception. The Antichrist will be a master of deception. Why? is The word deception means the ability to deceive the mind of the simple. I'm going to explain. It's a master of deception because he can deceive your simple mind. Your mind is your mind was created by God to receive information. How that information is released to you is so determines how far that, uh, that information is used. Now, the, since the Antichrist is a master of deception, he's empowered to tell lies. Write that down. He's empowered to tell lies. Let me explain. Now, how many of you know that God is a good God. Amen? God will never lie to you and I. Anytime God releases a warning, he's trying to tell you something is going to happen. That's why the Bible says as many are led by who? The Spirit of God. They are what? The sons of God. Now, if you are not led by the Spirit of God, you are not yet the son of God. One of these days, I'll be teaching you how to be led of the Spirit. Because most of you think that being led by the Spirit is only when you give somebody money, you get somebody money, or you get a gift. That's not being led. That's just what I call, what I call me, Pastor Dan, calls to do good. You are not being led. Every child of God has good in him. But to be led by the Spirit is different from you doing good. I will explain. I have some teachings for you that will blow your mind. God said, begin to unload them because they need to hear it. Listen, in these last days, the only people that will succeed before the coming of the Lord, listen to this very carefully. Listen to this. If you pay attention to what I'm telling you, you will escape the disaster. There's disaster coming. I'm telling you, the, the, the wall is about to uh, spread. It's not even, the Antichrist has not yet coming. I want you to understand that before the great tribulation takes place, the Bible talks about the false prophet. How many of you are reading in Revelation? I will go through it with you in Revelation. And it talks about a false prophet and the Antichrist, they're going to do what? They're going to have a what? A bond. Why is the Antichrist and the false prophet in bond? Because it is the false prophet that will announce the Antichrist to the world. Now, Write this down. So I said to you, the next pope 
is the false prophet coming. This Pope ushered in for he's going to be, I'm going to give you his characteristic. I have it. Okay, let me share something very powerful with you. It's an indication of something. In six days, God created the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, what? He rested. Satan operates on the level six. You know why? He conquered man. He didn't conquer Jesus. If he conquered Jesus, he will use something of a figure. But many Christians don't even understand that the Mark 6, 600 years ago, the first Pope resigned. 600 years after Pope Benedict the what? Resigned. And he resigned on the, tw- he's going to resign on the 28th. Match those two words. Two plus eight means what? Ten. Ten means what? <sighs> Complete. He's completing a sign of a season telling you that church be prepared. The coming of the Son of Man is at hand. So if you are playing church, it's on you. These signs are all say. A lot of people run around and say it's Obama. It's not Obama. It's not him. It's not him. What is happening is that Satan is introducing to you somebody that is going to be better than him. He's not going, he's not going to be in America. He's going to be in Europe. Because the Antichrist is going to conquer, is going to reverse the Sixth Roman uh, uh, an empire, which is going to talk about Greece. We're talking about Turkey. You're talking about Syria now that is having war. Egypt, Tunisia, all the neighboring countries except uh, Germany. If you're looking at it, Germany is not even it. One of these, I will show you the sign of these ten nations that will sign a treaty with him. And one of those nations is Italy. And within Italy is the Vatican. He is the one that is going to promote that Antichrist. Right now, in Europe, in the European Union, there is what they're doing now. They have already, already selected somebody that will become the president of the United Europe. But they've not found the person yet. That person, was that person appear, and you see him on TV, you know you have been left behind. Because that's that same day, that man appears in TV and says, I will give peace to the world. Know that the rapture of the church has taken place. You have been left behind. If you ever watch on TV and a man appears on national TV say, I will bring peace to the nations of the world. Know that that's the Antichrist. You have been left behind. I will advise you, leave your house, look for a country and go stay because in the next seven years you'll be hell. Then no government because what happens is that once the true believers leave, even in the United States, the economy of the United States will collapse. What is holding this economy is the righteous. Hear me? I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying it to warn you and prepare you that Jesus is coming back. There was a revelation I received. I saw the angel that was going to blow that trump. He had already put, he's already in his mouth. He's already on his mouth right now. He's only waiting for the command of the Lord. How many of you know a day before the Lord is like a thousand years before us here? That tells us that the coming of our Lord Jesus. Let's open to Revelation chapter 4. Let me explain in details to you. Are you getting something out of this? Now, I started by showing us what is rapture. And I now explain to you the Antichrist. And I'm going to go into the details of how the Antichrist is going to operate. 
Pay attention to this. Pay attention, close attention to this. This this part I'm about to say. God has a plan for the church. That was why when he left this earth, he said, go ye into what? The world and preach what? The gospel. And he said, he that believeth and is what? Baptized shall be what? Saved. He that believeth not shall be what? Damned. These signs shall what? Follow them that what? Believe. In my name, they shall cast out. The Lord said something to me this morning. He said, not everybody that comes to church can cast out a demon. You know why? He said, it's not everybody. He said, some people have the power, but they don't know they have it. But I gave it to every Christian. Look at this. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 3, he says, no, in verse 4, I've read 1 to 3, he said, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seat, I saw four and twenty elders seated clothed in white remnant. And they had on their head crowns of what? Gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thunder and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven what? Spirits of God. Verse 6 says, And before the throne there were a glass, a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts, full of what? Eyes before and what? Behind. I want to share with you here that when God called John to the throne, God was about to reveal to him what was going to take place the moment the church is raptured? I want you to write this down. After the rapture of the church, there's what is called the great tribulation. Write that down, the great tribulation. And that great tribulation is going to take place for seven years. Now, Daniel saw it. He gave a team to it called the 70 weeks. 70, I'll be explaining in details. I won't go into all of it tonight. After the great tribulation, we have what we call the period of time when the Antichrist is going to rule the earth. Now, number one, don't forget this. He will make a treaty with everybody for three and a half years. He will make a treaty. A treaty means he will get into a covenant relationship with the whole world for three and a half years where the whole world will prosper. Write that down. The whole world will prosper. The whole world will be financially sound. So many things will be going well for them. For three and a half years. After that three and a half years, he will break that covenant by him doing what? Asking every human being on the face of the earth to worship him. The Jews will rebel against him, push him out. Then he'll begin to slaughter people. Now, he will come up with a system called the mark of the beast. It is called 666. Without that mark you can buy. Without that mark you can sell. Without that mark you can receive any benefit from any government. Because all the governments of the world are under his control. Now, I want to say this. The church will not be present when the Antichrist will be revealed. You know why? God has seen the church faithful. 
He doesn't want the church to go through the same tribulation like the world. Remember, you're of those world, but you're not of what? The world. God no, understands English language. Now, I'm trying to build a foundation where I will continue with the mark of the beast and how the false prophet operates. But let me take you back a little bit. Let me take you back to something. Now, how many of you know that the rapture of the church, let me go back to the rapture, the rapture of the church, God will not rapture you except he finds three things in you. You are holy, without spot, and without wrinkle. I will explain those three things. These are what I'm going to explain tonight. Jesus will not rapture you except you have these three things. I will explain why it has to be those three. And next week, I will be showing you ten things to always do wherever you are. If you have an opportunity, will make you be rapturable. Number one, I'm going to start with holy. The simple word holy means what? Obedience. Obedience to God. Now, let me explain this. Bible says, be holy for what? For I. God means, say, be obedient to me, I'll be obedient to you. That's what God is saying. You see, that word holiness means obedience. God said, you obey me, I will, I will obey you too. God is not a one-way traffic, it's a double way. That's how the Bible says, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, his word is quick and powerful, and sharper than what? Two-edged sword. It means that once the sword goes out, the sword comes back in. So God is saying that obedience means you obey me. When the time for me to pay you back, I will obey you because you obeyed me. How can you live holy? Listen. This is the part that many of us are calling, are asking questions, and even debating with God. You will find out, I pray that when rapture comes, you will not miss it. I, I, that's my prayer. I mean, let me tell you something. That day will take some people unawares. I pray on that day when it comes, you will leave. I'm, I'm, we might be sitting down like this and you just find that people have disappeared. They have gone home. Now, what does holiness mean? There is a difference between holy and holiness. Write that down. There's a difference between holy and what? Holiness. I will explain. Holiness means the abundance of obedience to God. Holy means you are obeying God. But what God is saying to us is that be ye holy for I am what? Holy. What God is saying is that God expects you to be obedient to him. Without holiness, no man can what? Can see God. If you want to have a relationship with God, you must be holy. Now, let me show you something else. Now, you will notice something. The next one is talking about without sports. Sports. I want to give you this. This is my... When the Bible says without sports, God is talking about you must not be identified with evil. Listen, one of the things that killed Judas Iscariot was not because he was not a Christian, was because he had too much spots on him. Every one of us here, I went in with the eye of the spirit. I know most of you can't see it. 
you are wearing a garment. It's that, that garment that covers you. Each time you commit an offense that is against God, it's a spot on it. Jesus is saying, for me to take you home, your garment must be spotless. That it must not have any spot. Your hands should be clean. The other one that he talks about wrinkle. The wrinkle means you must be right standing with God. Righteousness. When your clothes wrinkle me, you didn't iron it. God is saying you need to iron your differences with me. Righteousness. For you to make my kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you of two things. There is heaven and there is hell. I am going to share with you why will some Christians go to hell? I will share that with you. I have it. Some of you think Christians don't go. Christians go to hell. I was reading my Bible recently and I found out that every second an unbeliever die, hell is expanded. Hell expands. Why? Because one more person to the space that our God has already given, God is forced to open it up because it's not his will that any man should perish. But all should come to the knowledge. Now, look at this. God is specific when you read your Bible, pick it word by word. He said, it's not his will that any man should perish, but all should come to repentance and of the knowledge. Because when you repent, repent means you change your thinking, you change your direction. When you repent, it means you change your thinking and you change your direction. There's a difference between repentance and conversion. I'll be explaining that to you among the teaching next week. I don't want to go into that, but write that down. There's a difference between repentance and conversion. So God, for God to rapture you, you must be a Christian, holy, spotless, without wrinkle. I know each and every one of us that are seated here wants to make heaven. Why? In John chapter 14 verse 1, Bible says, Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you so. How many of you know that the mansion that God is talking about, only your reward will put you in a good mansion. I will share with you how your mansion gives you, how your faithful service on earth gives you a good mansion. Because many of us think that because Jesus died for us, Jesus will not reward your foolishness. So that is why when a service is given to you, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your mind. Put your energy into it. Make sure you become the best in what you do. If I, I, there was something the man of God said many years ago. He said, those of you, he was talking to some unbelievers said, when they became, he said, some of you, when you are unbelievers, when you want to go out, you dress so good, but when you come to God, you look like tattered people. He said, that's not supposed to be. He said, some of you that were prostitutes, did the job so well, men always come back to you. Now that you are a child of God, why not do it so that God will be pleased at you? He said, all the devil does is that the devil takes your potential and mismanages it for his kingdom. When you become a child of God, God wants you to manage his potential in his kingdom. What is it in your life that you know you are holding back at God, that you can't give God? What is it in your life? To serve God is the greatest thing. I told someone, I told, there was this Christian I told many years ago, he kept on saying, Pastor, I, and I see you know that. I said, anywhere you be, other than church, the day you are having service, you are in the wrong place. 
guess what? He got into trouble on a service day that almost destroyed his entire life. If God did not intervene. This evening, while we are waiting for the coming of the King of Kings, I want you to think about where you spend eternity. Think about it. Ask yourself this question. If Jesus was to come now, will I make it? Will you make it? Will you make it? Is your heart clean? Have you stopped telling lies? Ask yourself those questions. What you used to do, do you still do them? Remember, he's coming for a church without spot nor wrinkle. The places you used to go, do you still go there? The things you say as an unbeliever, do you still say them? How you handle your life when you are unbeliever? Do you still handle your life that same way? Oh, Heavenly Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy, asking for forgiveness. If there is any area of our lives that Father Lord will not help us to get into your throne, help us. Many are the man's way, but the Lord way his path. My God, help us. Heaven is real, hell is real. We don't want to die and go to hell. Hell is an internal place of judgment where God's wrath has been revealed. Father, none of these ones you have given will go to hell. As they hear your word, as they understand the word, as they live according to the word, Father, they will not go to hell. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, Father of glory, will give unto them the spirit of wisdom on how to navigate this earth. Give them revelation on how to understand the world. Give them understanding how to be able to understand how things operate. May they understand how you operate in the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, that which that has been shot, circuiting their life, cutting short the glory, the power, the grace, the strength, the anointing. I bind such spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I break their power. I break their holes. I break their influence. I break their maneuver. I stop their device in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that on that last day, they only will not be the one to make heaven, but their family members will be seated on their seat. They will look at one another and smile. And they will hug one another and say, you made it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray this evening that Father Lord, you will give us a new heart. You will give us a new mind. You will give us new ideas. You will give us new insight. So that Father, our life will not be marred with sickness and disease. Our life will not be held down by spot and wrinkles. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. You have spoken. You have spoken. We will obey it. Jesus said, as do nothing if I see you do. You have spoken, I will obey it. Every fiber of our being will obey you. The ones that are not yet responding to your obedience will respond. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every living truth ministry member in United States and around the world. Father, this message that I'm preaching right now will bring revival, will bring hope, will bring peace, will bring men and women from lukewarmness 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. None of us will be spilled out of the mouth of God because we became lazy at the day when you wanted us to be faithful in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless your name forever. Father, we give you the praise and glory. We honor and adore your name forever. In Jesus' name and the saints of God say www.livingtruthministrychurch.org And remember, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes where we're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world.